0: Welcome to the Kickstart Your Book Sales Podcast with USA Today best-selling authors Russell Nolte and Monica Lionel, where you'll learn how to supercharge your book sales, go aggressively wide, and take your author career to the next level.
1: Hi, here we go. Hi. Thanks, Sarah. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Hi how's Sarah. Great. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Busy day.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let me pull up your campaign, and we can talk about. It. Do you want to introduce yourself while we uh, while I pull up your campaign?
1: Sure. I'm Sarah McClure. S.A. McClure is my pen name. Um, I write fantasy novels, and uh, yeah, launched this back in January, and it was super successful. And much due to the group on Facebook, the Accelerator group, and so very excited um, about the progress that I've made on Kickstarter. This was my third campaign, so um, awesome. yeah. Well, so how did
2: you how did you get into Kickstarter to begin with?
1: Yeah, I um, do a lot of shows, or I started off doing a lot of shows, and one of my other. Author friends I had done a Kickstarter, so I said, "Okay, let me try it." I did it. The first two I did were successful, but they were relatively small, and I knew that I wanted to scale. And I've been like, I had been watching Russell's campaigns, had backed Russell's campaigns a number of times um, previously, and so I was kind of watching already what he was doing. And then when I saw your book uh, come out on Kickstarter. Um, I knew that I wanted to do it, and then I saw that you had the accelerator group, and so kind of decided to see why not, Not see what would (laughs) happen, if I applied some of the strategies that you all utilize um, to my campaign as well. And it worked really well, obviously, because...
0: I want to ask about that. Because you doubled, basically, you more than doubled your your previous backer uh, number, and you yes. almost doubled your uh, your uh, your your fund amount. So, like, what do you think the changes are that you made that were so imp- that were most impactful for this? this, this glow up that you've had.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I think, I think there are a couple of things. I think number one, um, there were a lot of strategies that were shared about how to organize your page um, so that it's the like most appealing To readers and fans, as well as Kickstarter, because this time around, I got the Kickstarters We Love, uh, Projects We Love badge, and that was my first time getting it. And so I think that had a lot to do with it. Um, I think, too. I uh I always say that I am not the greatest at marketing and so um like I really ramped up like my email campaign the types of messaging that I used in those emails um and and had a very succinct like I was doing stuff basically every day, um, which was the suggestion, and I had never done that before. Um, clearly, it worked, <laughs> and so um, I think as I'm thinking through, okay, well, what do I want to do next? Like even thinking about how can I continue to uh, enhance and refine my messaging, and what does that look like, and what kind of story do I want to tell about? the books that I'm writing and the stories that I am telling, what's at the heart of that? And I think that's kind of what the the accelerator group kind of targets is how do we really craft our message? It's not just about writing the books. It's also about how we talk about our books Mm -hmm. and what that looks like and how that feels.
2: So one thing that Russell, um, Russell and I talk about sometimes is just like how we teach a lot of like marketing and sales basically, And I think that's something that authors don't um, necessarily, well, there, there, there are lots of, there's lots of um, marketing and sales tactics and strategies that are geared toward retailers. Retailers, direct sales are very different. So then, but I feel like there's not um, like direct sales. uh, You have to, you really have to own like the whole marketing and sales process compared to retailers. So there's like, like, even if you're great at marketing on re- marketing and selling on retailers, there's, like, a gap in knowledge once you have to own that whole piece. Um, and I think, like, that's kind of what you're talking about is um, just how do you talk about, you know, fiction specifically. Because I think most people's answer is, like, you have the description or you have the blurb and you have a sample and that's it. <laughs> and you have a cover. <laughs> and so there's, there's just not a lot going on. Um Whereas on Kickstarter, you, like you said, you have like your why you have your character explanations, you have your world explanations, um, or whatever else it is for different genres. So like for like mystery, it's like you have your puzzle, like that's, that's kind of what the mystery is about is like, what is the puzzle? Um, so yeah, I I think that's really interesting.
0: What's cool is that you have, you have great covers. Like the first thing that I thought of when I had your when I saw your thing was like, wow, those are amazing covers. And if you can take those amazing covers uh, and add a Y to it, like it becomes very, very, very powerful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's weird for me because I do the bulk of my sales at in-person events and I do really well in person like I I do really, really well in person. And so for me, it was figuring out how do I translate how I talk about my books when I'm engaging with people face-to-face? How do I do that when I'm not face-to-face with them? How do I capture the way that I talk about them, the way that I message about them, and then put that online um, and translate it in the same way that I would if I were having a conversation with someone? I think that's a big part of it is like, in Kickstarter, it is a conversation. You are having a conversation directly with your fans and with anybody else who might be interested. And so that's how you have to craft all of the messaging.
2: Yeah, so if you go to Author Central, you could actually... Like, I was thinking about this for myself. But, like, now there's, like... At least on... I'll just use Amazon as an example because everybody's on Amazon. Not everybody's on, like, Google Play or wherever else. But um, on Amazon, you have... A plus content now, and you have um, a couple sections in Author Central. So there's like about the author where people like put notes and stuff. Um, there's editorial description. And so that's like a lot of extra lines, basically, um, mm-hmm. where you're able to kind of sell your book more um, using a lot of the same principles that we talk about in the Kickstarter Accelerator. Um, and I think it's really helpful. You know, with your experience doing cons and events and that sort of thing, like that is another way that it could translate to retailers.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I would love to. So you talked about like that that you had to make that transition. Me and Monica have been talking to a couple of other people who like who like doing a lot of shows. Like, what? How did you make that? Like, how did you decide what? You said it shows and then put on your page. Like, what was the process like?
1: Yeah, Um, I'm going to be honest. There was a lot of like recording myself talking and then writing it down um, because I think I do really well whenever I'm engaging with folks and talking about what I'm writing and what that looks like for me. Um, So, yeah, a lot of recording (laughs) and then writing it down and then refining it um, and trying to make it as succinct as possible, um, so that whenever their folks are reading it, it comes across in the way that I wanted it to come across. Um, I think that that's how my brain kind of works (laughs) in a lot of ways, that that external processing of the message.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of people who are really good with um, really good speakers are really good at the writing like even David Sedaris like David Sedaris he he talks it out as he's like making it and he'll like do um when he does in person events he like is 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 using first drafts and refining it until it like hits in the exact way that that he wants and then he's writing it down and massaging it out of there so like i think that's such a wise thing to do because Like not everything that is that 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 reads really beautifully sounds good in marketing copy or is Mm -hmm. is concise. I was talking to someone about this last night where I was like, the words you're saying are very pretty and like it's well written, but I do not understand what you just said. Like I have no idea what's going on here, which makes it bad writing. Like because we're not here like. Your book is where you write the big, beautiful, flowy paragraphs. The page is where you get the point across, and like, mm-hmm. good writing is different in both places. Like, and yeah. like, like you could just write five pages about a, a chair, like, and it was beautiful on a book, but like, you can't do that on a marketing page, even on a marketing page about a chair. <laughs>
1: It's true. I mean, a lot of things can get lost in translation, right? Whenever we're trying to describe everything that's going on and and the reason that we write these stories and the reason that we're putting it on whatever platform we're putting it on, a lot can get lost if we're not really tailoring our message to really land. And I think that's a big piece of it is figuring out who our key audiences are, and figuring out the language that will land with them the most um, to gain that buy-in and that excitement.
0: Yeah. So I got to share something with you because I've been talking about uh, rewards a lot recently and like how yours are so succinct. Like I went through this and I was ready to buy the digital. And then I saw this thing that said T. And, like, it's so, like, this is not a cute word. It's not cute wording. It's just, like, says, you will receive tea. tea." And I was, like, well. And then it was, like, or you can receive tea and get the book. And, like, it's – this is very boring but really good marketing writing because it is – it literally got me from $5 to $15 because I saw tea. Yeah. And – I was like, ah, do I want it? I think there was a uh, sampling. Yeah. So I got uh, yeah, a sampling. sampling and like an ounce. And so like, you just like, I think people make this assumption that like, if it's, if it's, if it's not beautiful or silly or campy, then like, or whatever their brand is, like it's not good marketing. So they try and be cuter than they need to be. But like, yeah. what do you want? What do you get? You get an ounce of tea. This is the thing. You get an ounce of tea and an ebook, and you're like, "Yes, that's what I want." And like, that is the perfect way to scale somebody from literally like, I didn't know your book, but I liked you from being in the group, and we've known each other for a long time. Uh, uh, as uh, uh, from the kickstarters, and I saw your book, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is like a really cool looking book. This is exactly my aesthetic book. Like, I don't like. I'm not saying everyone will love, but like, this is a really." Enticing cover, it's like definitely a, really a well done book. book. This Yet is like a, a cover Russell he would book. have
2: on his book, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's very clear <laughs>
2: why you're fans of each other. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, so I went to it and I was like, okay, cool, like this looks good. So it had congruency, like I saw the thing, you told me about it, I saw the picture, congruency. And then I should probably have this pulled up still. I don't know why I'm why I, did, why I went it. Uh, Makes uh, so there was congruency, then the video was good. And then I was like, yeah, okay, I'm buying this. Like, I don't know what level I'm at. I was like, I'll buy it $5. Like, of course, I'm going to support at least $5. Like, she's been so supportive. And like, this book looks cool. So I'm like, but then I'm like, oh, let's see what else she has. So I'm like, I don't know if I want two eBooks because I don't know if I love this series yet. But there's like tea. Okay, well, how much tea can I get? And like, it just, <laughs> it just kept well, going up. It. And <laughs> like, I could have seen myself if I like, Like to get the duo of samples to spend 20. And like, when people think about like, like when, when, when you're, when we're talking about like how to get someone to go from $5 to $25 or like whatever. And scaling up, like there's the, (laughs) the, the, the the, technically you need things at different pledge levels that all build together, but practically like what you're doing, like, this is what you want. Like you want someone to say, Wow, that's a really cool-looking image. And then read and be like, wow, that's a really cool-looking idea. And then read and be like, wow, yeah, I want that book. Oh, whoa, no, I could get six books? Oh, she's got 12 books? I want all of those books. And then that is... And there's tea on top of it. Like, that's the that's the practical, like, gut-level mechanic that you can't... Like, it's very hard to teach how to yeah. do because it's, like, it's not just mechanically, you have these different pledge levels. It's also like buyer psychology-wise, you want someone to go on a journey and that journey to keep them going up the value ladder until they're spending $500.
1: Which I did have. I had a couple of backers back me at some pretty high levels, including one that I had never met him before. Um, I actually met him at a panel that I hosted um, as part of the Kickstarter. And he was phenomenal. I loved him. But <laughs> um, but he had like read one book of mine before. And then because of the Kickstarter, ended up ordering all of the books. And so I think to your point, Russell, <laughs> um, I think the way that we package it. Um, and package the books in terms of like, if you do this, this is the kind of deal that you're going to get. And these are the books or these are the special items that you're going to get as a part of this campaign. Um, and I kind of honestly took that principle. I combined what I do at my shows. Like I do combo deals all the time <laughs> um, for that very same purpose. Right. If they are going to get one, why not get two? Um, and then also looking at the way that you actually design your tracks for some of your kickstarting campaigns and what other folks were doing in that first accelerator group, and just kind of melded it all together to get to re- to get to those tracks. Yeah, yeah.
2: you know, if somebody wanted to buy your whole catalog at a show, like they're probably not going to, right? Like I would think, like you know, unless you like had your trunk, the trunk of your car, like like you were right next to a door and like the trunk is right there and people can just like walk it over, you know, like you're probably like not going to buy like a whole catalog and you might not even have your whole catalog there with you. And so I do think the Kickstarter um, project is very complimentary to that because it's like, well now like I can sell you my whole catalog and like you're going to get it shipped to your house. And like, that's Mm -hmm. so much more convenient than um, picking it up at a show. So, and it's still signed and everything. So it's not like I just ordered it from Amazon um, and the money goes still to you, you know? So like, I'm still supporting you and it's exciting because now this Kickstarter number went way up really quickly. And so I just think there's like an element of that for like anybody who sells at um, cons or other events. It's like, why why wouldn't you tell people about, you know, your Kickstarter or like, or your email list or whatever. Um, so it kind of helps you transition to the online stuff too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um. So what other, do you have another question, Russell? Or do you want me to?
0: Oh, so my dog started barking. So go for it. I, I'm trying to be like, how much barking is this thing did I get to do before I have to jump out of this seat randomly? So go for it. All
2: right. Um, so, you know, you mentioned, um, so I think we've talked about some of the lessons learned. Um, let's see what else. Oh, so what, um, and you talked about uh, some of the things that you're going to do next time, right? Or do, do do we ask that question? Did I ask that question? All right, let's do that then. Sorry. <laughs> um, so what are, what are. Um, yeah, like what's your plan for the next year regarding Kickstarter? How does it fit into your plans? Like what are some things you want to do next time that you maybe didn't do on this campaign?
1: Yeah, so um, the next book that is on my docket to release is actually the third book of um, the Broken Prophecy series, which i ran two Kickstarters previous. Those were the first two Kickstarters that I ran were part of that series. And so I'm really excited because this is a, the last book in that series that I'm like finishing up. <laughs> and so I think because I launched this particular Kickstarter um, the one in January on three books, like thinking about, okay, well now this is also going to be another finished series. So how can I use some of those same strategies that I did um, with the broken or with the uh, lost queen Chronicles to kind of package the whole series. I have other books in the same universe. Um, what would that look like if I can think through the messaging of that? Um, I think also connect, continue, continue to uh, connect with the other authors that I've formed a relationship with um, and really support. Like I've been supporting campaigns as we've gone along and I'm really looking forward to continue to support some of them. Um, and so looking at the strategies that they're using, learning from the things that they've done and continue. That's how I, that's how I grow, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. I really do look and pay attention to what other folks are doing and then try to adapt for my own personal style and see what works and what doesn't. And I think I learned a lot about how to, Um, set up the campaign, thinking through what elements I want to include in my video. I mean, I work remotely for my full-time job. And I've also been thinking about how can I incorporate more videos into some of my messaging or into my emails that, again, has that more direct connection with my fans. Um, So it's not just text on a page. (laughs) Um, And so those are the kinds of things that I've been thinking about as I'm heading into this next project that i'm hoping to do on kickstarter that i will be doing on kickstarter
0: so uh as we get out of here and uh how about um what's the best piece of, how about let us know the best piece of advice that you uh, haven't given out yet um mm. where we can find you and then we will say goodbye
1: yeah i mean i think the best piece of advice that i can give is to if they haven't if you haven't tried kickstarter to try it right like it doesn't Cost, it literally costs you nothing <laughs> to try and to look at what has been done and to um, utilize some of the strategies that that you notice um, and just give it a whirl. Like, what do you have to lose, right? <laughs> um, I, yeah, that's probably my best advice is like, just try it, see what happens, tailor your message and then like move on, right? Like do something different the next time if it doesn't work out the way that you hoped it would.
0: um one more question as someone who is um on the fence about joining the accelerator like what would you tell them what would you tell them
1: yeah i mean here's the thing like i clearly ran two successful kickstarters before i joined the accelerator group and i think that the community that i have built since being a part of the accelerator group is amazing and i also think that you know some of the other authors and I hosted a world-building panel. Um, we've shared tips and tricks with one another. We continue to have conversations, and so I think it's not just the doing it yourself; it's also or or the strategies and the tips you can get that out of the book. It's the community that you build and the being able to engage in conversation with the other authors. And so, if you're on the fence, <laughs> like that would be my advice to you: like just do it. Like join form those connections, form that community. Cause that's how we, that's how we continue to grow. And like, I very much believe that a tide rises all ships. Right. And if we have to be a part of that in order for it to get higher and higher. And so do it together. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I love it. And where can we find you?
1: Yeah. So you can find me on my website, samoncler.com or on Amazon. All
0: right. Awesome. Monica, do you have any yeah. final things to say before we say bye to her?
1: Um, yeah, we just appreciate you. Thank you yeah, for thank joining us. Thank you so much. Just
0: lovely it's getting inspiring. to know you. And, yeah. yeah and, and we'll talk to you soon. See you inside yeah. the group.
1: Yeah. Have a great day, everyone. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you so much for hanging out with Monica and Russell on the Kickstart Your Book Sales podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure to visit kickstartyourbooksales.com free to download our best resources to help supercharge your author career and take it to the next level starting today.